May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. As we get older, I hate to break it to some of you who may be in denial about some of this, but as we get older, parts of our body start to not work as well as maybe they used to work. Our hearing starts to go, in one example. I know my grandfather, when he was not interested in the conversation, thought maybe it was getting a little bit too heated. A conversation that he probably started, by the way, and just lobbed one of those little bombs into the conversation and then he would turn his hearing aid off. So he didn't have to be part of it. He would just kind of nod and smile and didn't hear a thing. Because he could turn it down. His ears were gone. His hearing was non-existent without the help of a hearing aid. Some people have the opposite problem. Since my stroke, um, it's not that I have a hearing problem in the sense that I am deaf, it's that I hear everything and I can't filter out noise. So my kids will tell you if two or three or four of them are talking at the same time, all I hear is just noise because I can't filter it out. So my hearing problem is everything all at once, all the time. So hearing problems take a myriad of forms. But in our Gospel reading today, I want to suggest to us that we all have a hearing problem. Maybe not a physical hearing problem, maybe our hearing is really good, except for that problem of selective hearing when our spouse or our children or someone are calling for us and we're like, oh, I didn't hear you. Our hearing problem is a spiritual hearing problem. We are all that man that Jesus healed. We can't hear the Word of God. And we can't hear the Word of God because we are either deaf to it, we tune it out, we don't want to hear it because often the Word of God is a difficult word to hear, a challenging word, a word that asks us to do something, a word that demands a response. And so it's just easier to tune it out, to drown it out, to pretend like we never heard it. Or the problem is that we are so inundated with noise that we can't hear it. Because we are listening to the myriad of voices and distractions in our world, and believe you me, you know as well as I do, that these distractions and this noise is legion. In our world, it's not the best argument that gets attention, it's the loudest voices that tend to get attention. It's the people that are yelling the loudest that we tend to turn our attention to. The people that demand that we listen to them. And then there's all the other distractions of media and social media and television and anything can be that distraction that adds to the noise of our lives. And again, it deafens us to the Word of God, to hearing what God wants to speak to us. The Word that God is telling us. So we are deaf like the man in the story, often by choice. But hearing words is relatively easy if we choose to listen, if we bring our head in a bit closer, if we turn our ear to the person, if the person is directly addressing us eye to eye and we can hear what they're saying or read their mouth, their lips to at least interpret what they're saying a little bit. But the thing about words is you can't see them. Maybe you can see the spittle coming out of my mouth here occasionally, and I see everyone sitting far enough back that uh, you're not going to get a rain shower from me. 
But the idea of visualizing a word is difficult for us because words are not meant to be seen, they're meant to be heard. And so that means hearing the word of God can become even more of a challenge when we are deaf to it. If only the word of God was like a comic, right? We all know in comics, you got the speech bubbles. You know who is talking by the speech bubble and where the little arrow is pointing to them. You can read that word. You can see it. You can visualize it. If only the word of God was like that, that we could see it, that we could say incontrovertibly, there it is, the word of God that we can see. Now, you may be knowing where I'm going with this, because the word of God that we are often so deaf to, that we are ignorant of, that we turn a blind, a deaf ear to, the word of God that we can see is, of course, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the divine word in human language. In human language. The language that all people can understand is embodied by Jesus Christ. He is the one who is the word of God, right? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We can see the word of God. We can visualize the word of God. Now, you may be thinking, well, that's fine and good for 2,000 years ago when Jesus was living and moving and having his being among people. They could hear him. They could touch him. But what about us today? The best we can do is maybe some artwork of Jesus. We have the beautiful stained glass in our church building. And that's really, is that really the same as the living incarnate word of God living among us? No, it's not. They're beautiful. So what are we to do, especially when Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you, and then proceeds to ascend into heaven? Nice job, Jesus. You just promised us you weren't going to leave us or forsake us, and then you take off. Jesus leaves us visible words. Even though he himself and his body is not present with us, he still leaves us visible words. The word of God that we can see. St. Augustine of Hippo, writing in around the year 400, put it this way. The sacraments of the church are visible words. The sacraments are visible words. The sacraments speak of and they embody the love of God poured out for us in Jesus Christ. The sacraments, the baptism of Holy Communion, are visible words. They are God's love letter to humanity through Jesus Christ. So we can visualize the Word of God come among us. But in order to see it, we have to hear it. And in order to hear it, we have to be willing and ready to receive it. In our first epistle lesson and in the Gospel reading, you may have noticed that the deaf man could not become hearing again by his own volition. I'm sure if he really, really wanted to, if he, if he had the ability to, he would hear again. But despite his best efforts at desiring deeply to hear again, he was not able to of his own strength. Jesus, the living word of God, had to stand before him and say, Be opened. Be opened. The man wanted to hear. But we, as St. Paul reminds us in our epistle reading, we can do nothing of ourselves. We have to rely on the Word of God to open our ears, to open our hearts, to open our minds. By our own strength, we can't do it. 
and by our own strength we will fail. In my own life, I remember quite young, I'd be, get excited, I would go to like a, a camp or a youth event or something like that, and I would just be on fire and I would say, okay, I'm home now, I'm going to commit to reading the Bible for a half an hour every day. You want to guess how long that lasted? Maybe one day? Maybe. Because then the distractions of life creep in. I get busy with other things. A half an hour is a long, long time. Because I thought I could do it by my own strength. I thought I could will myself into doing these things. And maybe I could for a time, but then they eventually fall flat. The beginning of hearing the Word of God begins with that prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Word of God, open my ears to hear you. Open my eyes to see you. You ever notice that's exactly how our Anglican liturgy is structured? We first hear the Word of God opened and broken and spoken, and then we see and receive and ingest the Word of God, that visible Word of Holy Communion. So my friends, as those who are baptized into the body of Christ, we have to ask ourselves, not just today, but every day, am I ready, am I ready and willing to hear to receive, to mark, to learn, and to inwardly digest the Word of God as it comes to me. Not on my terms, but on God's terms. Our prayer is, God, help us to open our ears to hear you speak. Because amidst the deafness of our, ourselves and of our culture, amidst the endless distractions, it can be hard to hear this Word. We know this because think of the story of Elijah on Mount Carmel. God says, I'm going to pass by you. And there are some fantastic physical things that happen, right? The mountain is shook. There's fires and earthquakes and a whirlwind. But God is not in those things. You can't help but notice them. They're spectacular. But God is not there. The scripture tells us that God was where? God was in the sheer silence. It wasn't that in the silence God whispered in Elijah's ear. It's that God was in the silence itself. So the Word of God does not try to yell us um, into submission. It doesn't try to yell above all the distractions of the other words. It doesn't get into yelling contests. It is there for those who are willing and ready, ready to receive it. And that means being silent in our hearts and our minds, of closing out those other things that so easily distract us. We have a hearing problem, but we also have a physician who can heal our hearing. So by his grace we pray, Lord, open my ears, my heart, and my mind to receive your word. And having received that word, having heard it, and having seen it, and having received it, our job is then to go and to speak that word to other people. To tell them, I know where the word of God can be found, where he can be heard and seen. Come with me. We are called, once we have ingested that word, we become kind of living tabernacles of the word of God. Right? You know the ombre in the church where we keep the reserve sacrament once it's been blessed? And then Don and I will usually go bring that out to people who are in hospital or who are uh, homebound so too it is with each and every one of us once we have received that visible word of God we are to go out into the world to bear that word of God to other people in word and in deed but we can only do this 
when our hearts and minds and ears have been opened. So Lord Jesus Christ, great physician, open our hearts, our ears, our minds and our eyes to hear and receive your word, that it would be for us the word of life and that we would be agents of your life in the world. Thanks be to God.